hello, hello. My name is Rula Jessica, and I am here to remind you that you don't need to look for love because you already are love. If you don't know what I'm talking about, keep listening to Lessons from Love Addiction. Boundaries. I know, I know, just the word strikes fear into my little codependent, love-addicted heart. For me, it almost feels like it's life or death when I need to set boundaries with someone that I love. I feel like I am going to be viewed in a different light. I feel like I'm going to be rejected. I feel like I'm going to be abandoned. It really, truly brings up my deepest fears, and that's why I think it's so important to set them. When we set a boundary with someone, when we tell someone that it is not okay for them to speak to us this way, or it's not okay for them to treat us this way or act this way, or to siphon our energy, or to demand our time, when we need time for ourselves, and these are all just different examples of boundary crossing, right? And this isn't particularly limited to romantic relationships sometimes we need to set boundaries with our family sometimes we need to set boundaries with our friends sometimes we need to set boundaries with our employers with our colleagues and all of these parameters are there to really show people how much we value ourselves but more importantly to give us the space to consider our own needs it's necessary it's necessary it's beyond necessary it's absolutely crucial to assert yourself and set boundaries, especially while you're healing. But it is also equally as important to enforce these boundaries and to continue to shift and adjust them as we grow and as we get to know ourselves better and better in order to keep the people that don't respect our boundaries out of our lives and to keep the people that do respect us and value us and our time in our lives. So how do we do that? Because for me, I know I didn't even realize that I did not have any boundaries (laughs) until I was actually single, healing, recovering from my love addiction, recovering from my last breakup. I, I did not realize that I had no boundaries as a person. And this wasn't just in relationships. This was in friendships. This was at work. This, you know, you could lack boundaries with a parent. And love addiction is not even limited just to romantic relationships. You can be in a love addicted relationship with your boss. You can be in a love addicted relationship with your parent. You can be in a love addicted relationship with your friend. So for me, it was definitely something that I noticed in my romantic partnerships. That was where I was essentially being a beggar for validation. But these boundaries and these behaviors can definitely extend to other relationships in your life as well. And What I noticed is once I started setting boundaries, the only people it really bothered were people that were benefiting from me not having boundaries in the first place. What do I mean by that? For example, I I was dating this guy and it wasn't super serious. We'd been dating like maybe a couple months, a few years ago this was. And (laughs) we're getting intimate, right? This is, I don't know why this is the first example that that came into my head, but um, we're like getting intimate and he goes, I want want you to give me oral sex and I want to film it and I'm like I don't feel comfortable with that I don't want to be filmed 
And he's like, okay, well, either you do that and I film it or we have anal sex. Like, it's your choice. And I'm literally sitting, I don't want to give oral sex and be filmed. I don't want to have anal sex either. So I'm just sitting there terrified of asserting this boundary and saying, I'm not comfortable with doing either of these. But I also don't want to engage in either of these activities. And we're in the middle of like this intimate situation. And I'm just like paralyzed by fear to assert myself. I ended up getting up and running out crying. Eventually, you know, this guy's like following me out. He he actually thought that like I... <laughs> he didn't think that I had fully left because like I ran out of the room and was like upset. Like I ran out of the room and I was like clearly upset. But I actually got my clothes and got dressed and left. And he was just like in shock because he didn't even realize that I had left until like 15 minutes later or something. Like he thought I was in the bathroom. He's like calling me. I'm ignoring his calls. Um, Eventually we end up talking. He's like, what the hell happened? And what did I do? Again, instead of asserting myself or setting a boundary and saying I was not comfortable with your request, I apologize to this guy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like for running out. Did I make you feel uncomfortable? (laughs) And when I look back at that situation, I'm like, girl, why was I apologizing to this guy for putting me into the situation? I can think of so many examples where I was just absolutely so scared of setting a boundary because I was so afraid of rejection by whoever I needed to set this boundary with that I would either subject myself to something that I really have no intention, no will, no desire to do and and just make myself, degrade myself even in some instances, make myself so physically uncomfortable and then afterwards just have to sit with these feelings of like regret, embarrassment, shame, rather than be uncomfortable for like two seconds and be like, no. No is a full sentence, by the way. That's another thing that I realized. Uh, during recovery when I realized how boundaryless I am and how essential it is for me to set boundaries I would find myself like over explaining everything I would be like no and I would instead of just saying no and leaving it at that if you know like a friend wants to do something I don't feel like doing or someone I was seeing felt like seeing me at a time when I needed to be by myself or I needed to recharge or you know my boss is trying to get me to take on extra work that I don't want to do or I don't need to do or it's not my job to do and instead of being like no and leaving it at that I would over explain and over explain to the point where I just make the situation awkward for everyone and it's like that's not the best approach either I found um so yeah no is a complete sentence that was definitely something that helped me a lot when i realized that in recovery even if it's like you know someone says something you're like no and it feels uncomfortable because it's like you feel like they're waiting for you to explain why you said no sit with that uncomfortability because sometimes i realize that after i've over explained and i'm like rambling as i feel like i'm doing now but anyway as (laughs) as i'm over explaining and rambling i can feel like my excuse is getting like less and less believable and straying further from the truth which is simply in that moment that I do not feel like doing this, period. And another way to set boundaries that doesn't seem so scary is by asking people for time to think about things. Like, for example, someone, you know, they're asking you to go somewhere or they're asking you to do them a favor or something. And you maybe don't know exactly how you feel in that moment 
whether you want to do this or whether you don't or how you feel at the time of, you know, this activity that's scheduled that they're asking you to do. Ask them, be like, you know what, let me think about that. So that's also setting a boundary in a way that doesn't feel so scary. You know, the stranger at the store that's offering you a sample of something that you don't feel like eating right now, just practicing no thank you the girl at the cashier she's like hey do you want to open a credit card the discount is you know 40 percent today open the credit you don't have time or you don't feel like doing that practicing no i've been in that situation i know it sounds silly i would literally even be scared of saying no to strangers because i'm like what if they don't like me like that's how deep my insecurity ran once i started practicing boundaries on people it didn't really have any effect on my personal life it became easier to start setting boundaries with people that really activated my emotions or people that really had these huge reactions to setting boundaries so it's like start small but it is possible and the more you practice the more comfortable you become and i get it i get it making other people happy saying yes to everything making sure everyone around us feels good on some level provides us this feeling of being wanted this feeling of being worthy this feeling of being good but it's like what if you could source those things from inside yourself which spoiler alert you can without disrespecting your wants without letting other people overstep your boundary what if i told you in fact that setting boundaries would increase your self-worth by letting you know that you are inherently good and worthy without the approval of pleasing other people it's possible the funny part about sending boundaries is that the peace that you feel once you do is so much more valuable than the pleasure that's derived from pleasing another person by violating your own boundaries. Try it. Don't take my word for it. Just try it. The setting of boundaries starts with, first of all, knowing yourself. So it's like once we've gone no contact and if you don't know what i mean by no contact go listen to the no contact episode it was a couple of episodes ago so once we've gone no contact we're alone we're healing we're recovering right we've met our inner child that's the previous episode by the way if you haven't checked that out definitely check that out i think it's one of my favorite ones so far it was the episode prior to this so yeah once we are alone we have hopefully severed the tie with toxic people in our life. We have met our inner child. We are starting to spend time with ourselves. We are getting to know ourselves. We need to set boundaries in order to keep the people out of our lives that are not there to contribute anything positive. And we also need to set them to keep the people in our lives at a healthy distance in order to develop a solid sense of self without codependently relying on you know what we are giving to them or what they think of us in order to derive a sense of worth the less that we set boundaries around ourselves in our time we are subconsciously giving other people the signal that we are unable to make decisions on our own and this also attracts people and personality types that want to control us that want to dominate us it's almost as if they have like a sixth sense and they're like oh this person doesn't have boundaries let me see how much i can take and get from them first of all getting to know yourself getting to understand what your boundaries are as a person then setting and enforcing those boundaries lets those particular people know that you are not there to be fucked with you are not there 
to let them control you. You don't need their opinion. And something I find about boundary setting that's quite ironic is that essentially I really looked inside myself and I'm like, why am I so afraid to set boundaries? Like why if you know, someone wants to do something or someone wants my energy or someone needs something from me or someone wants me to go somewhere right now. Why? And I don't want to do that particular thing. Why do I feel uncomfortable physically communicating that I just don't want to do this thing? And it comes down to, for me, just afraid of being rejected by this person afraid that if I don't please them in this moment that I might lose their friendship I might lose this relationship they may value me less they may find someone else that will fulfill this one need for them and then realize they don't have a need for me so it goes really really deep and then another thing I discovered is that okay so I'm afraid to say no and assert myself because I fear rejection I fear abandonment some of my core wounds but essentially when I do say yes to something that everything inside me is telling me to say no to I'm abandoning my own self I'm rejecting my own intuition so it's like I've already done the work for them like I've already pre-rejected myself like it's so it becomes like a sort it becomes sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost and it keeps me like in this loop of like rejection and abandonment but it's actually me rejecting and abandoning myself rather than avoiding it if that makes sense. And another thing I noticed when I was setting boundaries during recovery is that setting boundaries and enforcing them actually gave me more acceptance of myself because I was allowing more time and space into my life to do things that genuinely bring me joy. So that actually makes my relationships better because I'm happier and more fulfilled as a person. One of the most beautiful things I've noticed about setting and enforcing my own boundaries is that it encourages others around me to do the same. So it's sort of like this process of, you know, other people around you seeing you respect yourself more. So it sort of helps them respect themselves more because it's like you're giving them permission that it's okay to say no. And Again, it's creating this domino effect of like self-respect, boundary setting, and ultimately this creates more love, creates more freedom. So yeah, I just want to end this episode on the note that what you permit other people to do, how much space you permit them to have in your life, how you are permitting them to treat you is what you are promoting. So what you permit is what you promote. How you treat yourself is showing other people how it's okay to treat you. 